0: We are already full this morning. I feel so full. Yes. I'm so thankful. During worship, just all the songs, thank you for being our God. Thank you for the kingdom of God. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your kingdom, the ultimate kingdom. We just thank you and we praise you for this time that we are here this morning. And let, I pray that our hearts are open to receive, that we will hear things this morning that we've never heard before. Revelation will come to us like we've never received before. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited to be here because I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects that I really enjoy learning about. And I want to talk about the natural and the the spiritual side. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. We are, as believers, are part of the kingdom of God, right? We are part of the kingdom of God. But on this earth, there is also natural kingdoms. We all know about kingdoms around the world. Uh, The number one kingdom that we hear about a lot through the news is the United Kingdom, which Queen Elizabeth is the queen of the United Kingdom. So that's a kingdom here in, on the, in the earth, on the natural. And I wanna show a few pictures. We're gonna be talking about kingdoms that are on this earth first. So if Ricky could put the first picture up, which is of Queen Elizabeth. Come on. She represents the United Kingdom. And she will be 93 on April 21st. And she has been reigning, or she has been representing the UK for 67 years. She is the longest reigning monarch right now. So she represents the UK. Okay, the next picture is the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. And we're better known as William and Kate. And they also represent the UK. And the reason why I'm showing these ones because I think we're familiar with them, right? We all see them in the news, and we know about them. And, well, let me tell you a little bit about um, Kate. She was actually the first commoner to become part of a royal family. A commoner is not someone that has royal blood. So she was the first commoner and they again represent the UK. Okay, the next picture that I have is new ones, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And they are the most recent ones that got married a year over a year ago and they're better known as Harry and Meghan. And they also represent the UK. And these couples are pretty well known, everybody knows them. They're like especially this couple because they're they just got married and they're expecting their first child, which is pretty much born anytime now, pretty much. And they also represent the UK. But one thing about Meghan here, not only was she a commoner, but she was, is, is American. She has dual citizenship. She's American. So she also now became part of a royal family. Okay, are you, are you following me? Yeah. Okay, now here's a, the next picture. Is King Philippe and Queen Leticia. and they represent Spain. They represent their kingdom is Spain. And a little bit about her, I believe she was divorced before, and then she married the king. Well, actually, go back. Also, Megan was also divorced, also, and then she married. Um, prince harry okay and then the last picture i'm going to show is prince albert and princess charlene and they represent monaco and for those of you who don't know prince albert there is the son of grace kelly i don't know if you remember grace kelly she came from america she was an actress and she married prince albert's um, well, she the dad. And they got married and they had kids. So everyone that I showed you there on these pictures, they represent a kingdom. The first three pictures were they represented the UK and then Spain and then Monaco. Now these are your natural kingdoms on the earth. Amen. Now every one of these pictures, everyone there, like I represented what they did who or where they came from. Every one of them is a person that, I mean, they're not all perfect people. They have some come from broken marriages, some were commoners, and, and all that. So there's some things that they had to learn to be part of that kingdom. And they're still learning today. So I want you to follow along with me. I'm going to share a few things that they had to learn. Some, these are some thoughts I want you to think about what they had to learn. Now, if you were born, if you're born into a royal family, you learn their customs and their standards and, and et cetera. If you're, if you're born in there, that's what you do when you're born into a royal family. That's what they teach you from day one. Like for example, Queen Elizabeth, when she was young, she learned everything she needed to know about the kingdom, about the UK, Everything. That was her schooling. She had her own teacher. She would sit in the desk, and he would teach her everything about the kingdom. And she got to the point where she got older. She really didn't have a general education. She had a royal education. And she questioned it as she got older. She came to her mom, and she said, well, how come you didn't teach me, like, general education like everybody else? And then the mom said, the mom and the teacher said, well, why would you, when you you need to know all about the kingdom? You are the kingdom, mm. and so she was like, okay. But then she wanted to learn some general education, and she did. But her number one obligation was to learn everything concerning the kingdom, because she was going to be the next reigning queen. And this when she was a little girl, and she represented what they call the crown. So she needed to learn everything about the kingdom. So she was born into it. Okay, now if you join a royal family, then you're taught the customs, standards, and etc. It's something you have to be taught. It's not something you know when you're not part of the royal family, right? When you're a family, people, yeah. your kids know how you do things, your parents do. But if someone comes in you, you they learn how you do things. For example, my son-in-law Preston, he came into the family, he learned how we do things. And he's accustomed to the way we do things. The way we have our our Mexican meals or our Mexican stuff, he's learned to adapt to it. And he does very well. So you have to learn things, right? You have to be taught. Now, every, every new member has teachers. This is part of the back to the royal family. They have teachers, they are taught, they have classes and they have advisors to help them learn royal protocol. Now, some new members of royal family adapt easy. No problem, this is how it's done. They adjust to, to it, they learn, they do whatever it takes and they do whatever they can to represent their kingdom. Throughout history, every monarchy that they go through that. There's some that adjust, no problem. I believe Princess Kate, um, she adapted very well. She, she represents well. Why? Because her son is, her husband is third second in line. After the Queen, it's Charles, Prince Charles, and then it's William. So she knew, she knows, hey, you know, and her children are next in line. So she has to represent well in everything. So she has adapted very well. And then there's some new members of the royal family that resist, fight back, make it real difficult for the family, and do not represent well. There's some through through times past and through history. And then there's some members of the royal family that have abdicated. They have left the throne. They have left the kingdom. because they just do not want to adapt to the standards and the customs of the way the kingdom operates. But yet, they have the whole kingdom in their hands, in front of them, but they chose to. And that's why actually Queen Elizabeth is queen, because her uncle abdicated and did not want to stay as king. He didn't want to be king, so he stepped down, went into exile, lived in France for all his life. He would come and do visits if the queen let him. But he went into exile all his life because he chose to marry someone that was not according to the standards back then. And their standards were really strict back then. Now they have adapted to some things, but they did not. So he said, I want to step down. And and that's what he did. So for many years, he he, he lived over there and he actually died over there in France. So that's how... That's just some of the things, but I want you to get a picture. i got put pictures up there for you to see, and I want you to get an idea how kingdoms in the natural operate. Okay, but then now there is the kingdom of God, the ultimate kingdom, the ultimate kingdom. I was even listening to some of the songs today, and we talk about King Jesus, the kingdom. If you read through the Bible, you'll see all through the Bible is all about kingdom talk, kingdom living. That's how the kingdom, we're part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. So I want to, uh, let's turn to First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. Let's see what the word of God. This is where we get our standards, our rules, our guidelines is from the word of God. So let's see what the Word of God has to say about us. And that is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. Out of the King James Version. You ready? But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Amen. What kind of priesthood? Royal. A royal priesthood? A royal priesthood. And holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now look at this. Which in time past were not a people. Before we came to Jesus, we were not in the kingdom of God. Well, we were in the kingdom of darkness. But once we come to Jesus which in time past were not a people, but are now a people of God, or the kingdom of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. See, the difference between the natural kingdoms, there's not a lot of mercy, and there's not a lot of grace. But in the kingdom of God, because of what Jesus did, there is mercy, and grace to be a part of this kingdom. And that is amazing because it's a scary thing. Well, thank God for Jesus because back in the Old Testament, it was really hard to stay in fellowship with God and to meet those standards. But thank God for Jesus that allowed mercy and grace to come so we can live with him and reign with Jesus. Now, God's kingdom is full of love and full of mercy, and full of grace. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we became part of the ultimate royal kingdom. It's the ultimate. It really is. Where do you think kingdoms have got um, how to run a kingdom and how to have a kingdom? From the ultimate kingdom of God. The beauty of God's kingdom is is that it doesn't matter your background or where you came from or where you come from that's the beauty once we receive jesus we have royal blood that's where we get the royal blood from and so anybody can come to jesus anybody could come to jesus that's the beauty of that now there is a way and the only way to be part of the kingdom of god and it's through his son jesus christ In John 14, 6, Jesus himself says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come up to the Father but through Jesus. So Jesus is the ultimate way. And that's why we're selling, celebrating Resurrection Sunday, which is Easter, because of what Jesus did. That allowed us to be part of the ultimate kingdom of God. Now, do you follow me? Yes. Yes. Are you following me here? Okay. Now... Us, as children of God, once we accept Jesus into our life, we become children of God. We are his sons and we are are his daughters. And us also, as children of God, have some things to learn, right? We have things to learn. We have customs to learn, standards to learn, just like natural monarchies have to learn we do as children of God. We have classes to take. We have girls talk to attend. We have guys, is it guys talk or guys night? We have church services like like today. We have study time at home. We have our Bible study time, messages we hear from preachers. And the reason why we do all of that The reason why I do all of that is to learn how to represent the kingdom of God. Everybody say, "Represent." represent. If there's anything I want you to remember today is to represent the kingdom of God well. And we have to teach it to our children and our grandchildren. We have to teach it. Right? We have to teach it. I fell asleep listening last night to, I like to fall asleep listening to lots of times Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin is in in heaven already with the Lord but he has amazing stories. He did ministry for many years and I like to listen to a lot of his stories. And he shared a story last night and he said because he was a pastor for a while then he was evangelist and he said as he was a pastor one of the ladies from the church came up to him and said, "Um, you know, pastor, I just, I just give my kids to the Lord. I'm just going to give them to the Lord. And then he goes, really, you're going to give them to the Lord. Yeah. I'm not going to even tell them anything or do anything. I'm just going to give them to the Lord. And he said, okay, but you're not doing what the word said to do. She was just going to give them to the Lord, not even do anything. He goes, you have to do what the Word says to do, which was train them. Train your children in the ways of the Lord so they'll know how to live. She wasn't going to do none of that. And he said, oh my. He goes, if she does not teach her children the ways of the Lord, the customs of the Lord, they can end up in the wrong crowd. Her son can end up with the wrong crowd and drugs, and her, her daughter could end up pregnant. He was, he was saying, if she, if she does not... Because the Word is here, and it tells us what to do. Yeah. We don't... Instructions are here. The instructions are right here. So we already know what to do. If it says to teach and train your children in the ways of the Lord, then we do it. It's not a question like, oh, you know, just pray for them. No, it says to teach them. You pray for them, but you teach them. Yes. So long story short, uh, a year later, sure enough, her son, she, she came asking for help because her son got into drugs, and the daughter came, uh, she was 15 years old and she um, pregnant and, and so on. So anyways, he said he felt like telling her, I, like, I told you what to do, but you didn't do it. But he didn't. He just, okay, I just prayed for her. But a year later, Oh, then he did after. She goes, you should have told me what to do. And he did in a way, but not where where she would receive it. He did what he can do. But anyways, so the testimony was that they got back in church. God restored that young girl. A husband came and married her with a child. They had three kids all together, and the son came out. They're serving the Lord to this day. Great testimony. But it was her job to teach and train. Amen. And she would leave the kids at home and come to church and just her get fed and not the kids. So it's our job to teach and train our children how to live in the kingdom of God. Don't let the TV, don't let the school system, don't let your, their neighbors, the friends they hang out with. It's our job to teach and train our children, our grandchildren, and yourself. It's your job as an adult to treat, teach and train yourself. So if if the royals have to learn some standards, us as well have to learn some standards. Amen? Amen. And the whole thing is this that I see is to represent the kingdom of God well. And we get all our instructions from here. So it's not hard. You're not trying to live a life helpless, clueless. It's all in the Word. This is our manual, the Word of God. We honor this Word, and it'll honor our Request. They'll honor what it says. Amen. Amen. So the next, uh, what I'm going to do is go to. Let's go to Ephesians chapter five, please. Here's where we're going to get some instructions. There's many instructions through the Bible. I mean, you can over every subject, whatever you need, whatever you're looking for, health, protection, family, finances. It's all here for the taking. Like that one king. It was he was. Um, David, or Edward, there's so many, they have a lot of names. The one that abdicated, he had the kingdom, the kingdom in his hands. And he chose to let it go. He had everything at his disposal to do good, to lead his people, to lead his children. He didn't even have children, but if he would have had children, he had everything at his disposal, but he did not take it. So, the word of God has everything that we need to live this life. We are not helpless, and this is some scriptures that I'm going to read. That you'll—I mean, I'm going to read them, but they're just a few verses from the Bible that tell us how to live as believers of the kingdom of God. There again, it's only a few scriptures, but this book is full of them. So we want to know. As much as we can know about the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. I do. I would. So we don't, uh, we don't um, do without. We don't do without. We don't miss out. We want all that God has for us. Okay, Now, so let's read Ephesians chapter 5. We're starting at verse 1. Now I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. Kind like the way this one reads. So here we go. Verse 1. First thing it says, imitate God. Imitate God. Imitate God. Amen. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Following the example of Christ. i want to stop right there for a minute. Following the example of Christ. Again, I want everybody to say represent. We represent, we represent the ultimate kingdom. So, as dear children, we're to represent. I'm going to share a story with you. Um, a couple of months ago, Rick and I went to lunch. We went to lunch with a few pastors. Uh, we were on motorcycles. We went to have lunch, and a few pastors and a few um, members of some, some, yeah, some people, a group of people. Because we, we ride, well, I don't ride, Rick rides a motorcycle, and we go for a lot of motorcycle rides. So we went on a motorcycle ride, and we went to have lunch, And again, this is motorcycle people, Christian people representing the crown, the kingdom of God. Some of these Christian people had some Christian motorcycle um, vest on, which represent a Christian motorcycle group, right? Okay, so we're there. But we all represent the crown, the kingdom of God. So we're there having lunch. And then one of the persons there... One of the persons there was ordering and was very rude to the waitress. And we learned from Pastor Frank that we're to be nice, even if they're not nice... We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what their day is. And we've learned that, right? Okay. Now, this waitress, I did not see her be rude. But again, we're representing the crown, the kingdom of God. So we're there, and this one person is rude to the waitress. And only a few of us heard it. You know, we're on one side. Rick and I heard it. Two other pastors heard it. And... This person was really rude to the the waitress, and I was a little speechless. Rick was speechless. The pastor to our left got up and excused himself and said, I apologize, but I have to leave now. The pastor in front of him didn't say nothing, but later on find out that he went and gave the waitress a very big tip and apologized for not representing well. After, Rick and I were kind of silent. And then I was just trying to, like, change the the mood because it was very, it was very disturbing. And, but the Spirit of God both said, you know, impressed within Rick's heart and my heart, just stay, stay cool, stay calm, because we need to represent, but also for the sake of the other people that are there. Okay, so we did. We did, and Rick was also able to share with that person. You know that that's not how he would have. Because that person asked, "What happened?" You know, he sensed that the atmosphere got a little, a little um, tight there, and and so Rick just shared his heart, what he would have done, and so that was that. But the whole thing. Remember, you're you're representing. Not only were they representing. If I can say the patch because there was some Christian bikers there they have a patch she representing the patch which it stands for Jesus all over those patches and then the crown the crown and it's 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 for I mean how can we share with that waitress oh we represent the kingdom of God Or what do you think she said man those people those Christians, they call themselves Christians? They call themselves people of God? Come on. And that's just one incident. Maybe you might be thinking through your life, you know, have I represented well? Or did I represent this well? You know, but you could start right now. Don't, you know, don't put condemnation on yourself. Well, maybe I don't represent well. Start right now representing the kingdom of God. Yeah. So it's so vital and important that we represent well. We're all learning. We're all growing. Every day I am striving to do my best and learn all I can. But it's our, it's our duty as people of God, as part of the family of God, to represent Him the best we can, the best we can. So let's continue. Live a life filled with love. We should have shown, well, not, I believe, people should have shown love that day right. during lunch. Following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Wow. A pleasing aroma, like, just just think, as I'm reading this, just think. Receive from the Lord. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. These are not for you. You might want to go home and study this this chapter and kind of think, because it's all around us. Foolish talk is around us, jokes, dirty things. I mean, the world right now is dark, so dark. You know, uh, as Rick and I are writing... To, we rode last Sunday to LA to the Grove to meet our daughter and son in law, Christian and Preston, on, on, on the motorcycle. So I'm in the back, and what do you think I smell on the freeway? <coughs> marijuana. I'm like, man, because you're in the back, you're, you're riding, you smell everything. You smell the, the aromas of everything. And then when I get to LA on one of the billboards, it shows the marijuana plant and it says the norm the new norm, I'm like, it's getting dark, people. And the word tells us what to do. It says, these are not for you. They're not for people of the kingdom of God. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. Mm. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. I want to encourage you not to get caught up in this world. The world says what is wrong is right now, and what is right is wrong. And that's the enemy because the enemy perverts and, and, you know, makes everything that is wrong seem like it's right. You hear it all over, the new norm of this, the new norm of that. Well, if you feel like a, a, a girl today, you could be a girl today. If you feel like a guy, you could be a guy. But no, we have to follow the word of God and stand for the royal family of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. We have to, and it, we, we get it from here. Just these scriptures right here, right here tell us. And we cannot be afraid to stand for what is right. The world stands for what is wrong. They stand boldly and they proclaim what they think, what they believe, whatever they think, whatever they believe. And where do they get their truth from? Well, if it's not from here, it's from the devil, the enemy. This is the truth. The word of God is truth. Okay. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Don't be fooled. Okay, right now you're learning some customs, some standards of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. This is where we learn it from. And you want to know how to live a victorious Christian life in the kingdom? This is what you do. You get it from the word. Okay, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the, in the things these people do. And you know, it's sad to see, but even Christians have fallen away from the Lord. Amen. And... They let go of some standards and some customs, or the way God has told us to live. And they find they're trying to find when it's all in front of them, the kingdom is at their disposal. Amen. And they're trying to find some comfort or some joy in other things. They're turning to um, earthly things and arts of the earth, and they're turning to which is all spirits, different spirits of this world that they're yielding to, when, you, when we need to find our comfort and our strength and our joy and our peace from God. He's the ultimate. It's not even in a, a vacation. You know how we say, oh, I can't wait to go on vacation. The Lord corrected Rick and I, because one time we're beginning of the year, or last year, we're say we can't wait to go like to this some trip. And then the Lord showed us right there, corrected us and said, wait a minute. Are you finding your comfort and your joy in the trip, or are you finding it in me? And I was like, wow, Amen. that is so true. Yes, we enjoy our trips, we enjoy our vacation, but our true joy and our true peace comes from Him, yeah. knowing Him in our Amen. life, and just worshiping, like we did this morning, we worshiped Him. That's where our true joy comes from, not in things, or, but in Him. Amen. Okay, for once you were full of darkness, but now you are full, now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Wow instead expose them don't do what people of darkness do but expose it if someone wants you to do something that's not according to the word and you say no you know i don't do those things you know yeah stand for the kingdom i don't do that you know that's okay no thank you i don't do that and they already know like okay you know they'll know you don't have to explain yourself in a big, deep way, but just say, no, I, possibly, I don't do those things. It's okay. You know, you step back, whatever. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. Okay, now, if you say something and they ask you why, and then you just say, well, you know, I'm a Christian and I believe I have some standards as the kingdom of God and I don't live that way. And then you can expose light to them. If they ask you more, you tell them all about the kingdom of God. And then they can come to the kingdom of God. Because if you're in darkness, they don't see it. But they have to be exposed to the light. And that's where we come in as people of the light. But their intentions, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. Isn't that true? When you become part of the kingdom of God and you accept Jesus into your life, the light goes on. You see things differently. And then when you start reading the Bible, wow, you start seeing a lot of things differently. And let me continue. O oh sleeper, rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like, but like those who are wise wise make the most of every opportunity in these evil days make the most of every opportunity if we ever lived in a time like now it's the best time to live in because you can shine Jesus and not be afraid because everybody is saying what they want to say why don't we say what Jesus says why don't we share Jesus It's not a time, it's actually becoming a cool thing to be a believer and to be part of the kingdom of God. So embrace it. Embrace the kingdom that you live in, the kingdom of God. Now, if you lived part of, if you were um, Queen Elizabeth's grandchild, wouldn't you embrace it? Think about it. You have everything at your disposal, good, and you want to do good. Wouldn't you embrace it? Well, we're part of the royal family of the kingdom of God. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace the King, King Jesus. Embrace everything He has di- He did for us. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share that story about King David when he his dad about never off duty? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll re- say that right now. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil, evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. Singing songs, psalms, and hymns. Let me stop right there. Rick wanted me to share a story about the one that, the, key, the prince that abdicated, David, he's the one that gave the family a lot of challenges, and he was a lot with the opposite side. There's even stories that he was friends with Hitler and this and that. Well, he li- he's always having parties, always drinking, all that. And then the dad came up to him one day, the, the King George, and said, I see what you're doing. I hear all these stories, and you can't be doing that representing the kingdom like that. And then he told King George, what I do off-duty is none of your business. And then the king Raise his finger and he said, you're never off duty. And when he said that, that stuck with me. People, we are never off duty. On, never off duty. We represent the kingdom of God 24-7. Yeah, 24-7. That's why we're a part of it because we need it, Jesus. So take all of him. Take all of them and 24-7 represent. So don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. Just like when you're at home, when you're here as a group, you do that. And making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything, give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And... All this said, all these verses, is to help us represent the kingdom of God. I want everybody to say it with me represent. 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 You, now, our family represents our, our family represents our, we're part of the kingdom, but then you have your own little family. And that represents the kingdom of God as well. Your family represents the kingdom of God. As a family, as a whole, we represent. And and it's, it's kind of sad because we represent good or bad, right? We represent good or bad. If you're bad, you represent bad. If you're good, you represent good. So it's our job to learn how to represent the kingdom of God. And everything, you know, God wants us to have the kingdom of God here on earth. He wants us to live this life, taking the kingdom of God now. I mean, when we get to heaven, it's going to be amazing. We have our mansions. We just, I mean, I can. uh, People on this earth, filmmakers, try to make things represent what heaven's going to look like. But when we get there, it's just going to, it's going to outweigh and blow people's. Creative, the creative people on this earth, it's gonna just blow their, blow them away because it's so amazing up there, the, the heaven. But so when you read the Bible, I want you to read it and see it as the kingdom. You know, Matthew 6, you can just write this down. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 12 is the Lord's Prayer. And in that Lord's Prayer, it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, how will it be thy name? We represent the kingdom, the crown. You know, I found this necklace. I've had it for a while and I thought, when am I ever going to wear that? Today, the crown. We represent the crown. Can you imagine if if we all wore the crown? If we all wore the crown, every one of us, and we would look at it, oh, we represent the crown. Before we say something, we represent the crown. If something comes up, okay,, well, let me go to my manual book and let me get some um, direction and see what the word says, so I can know what to do, because this is part of how the kingdom operates. That's what we do. That's what we do every day in our lives is we represent the kingdom. So I want to encourage you this morning, from the rest for the rest of your life, starting today, that when you walk out these doors that you represent the kingdom, the kingdom of God. You're wearing the crown. When you get up in the morning, you put on the crown. you wear it and you wear it with an, from a seat of reigning and a seat of authority that's in the word that God has given us. When something tries to come up your way, sickness tries to come your way. you get a scripture that talks about what Jesus did healing and you use it. that's your kingdom, that's your tools, that's your sword. That's everything you need to, to reign. In victory and this on this earth until Jesus comes. Right. Amen? Amen. So if anything I want you to receive today is we represent. Amen. We represent. Did anybody learn anything today? Amen. Amen.